1: And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Oh, my goodness! <laughs> Good morning, Kathleen.
0: Good morning, Philip.
1: Oh, goodness. How have you been? How's life? How's tricks? <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. You know, busy drag queen. It's just been busy, busy. I'd, but it's been great. I'd love to help
1: you with your baby, but I am busy.
0: I am busy. <laughs> no it's been great jimmy says hi he's um sitting on his little uh crate uh, next to us in the window here i'm gonna show you not that anyone else could see oh, but is jimmy.
1: look at little hi. jimmy
0: he's in full mrs kravitz yes. mode um checking out all the all the goings-on in the neighborhood Oh, so. Jimmy, such a sweetheart <laughs> um
1: yeah well everybody welcome back to old hollywood realness
0: Welcome back. This
1: is the podcast where we celebrate all of the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. Correct. <laughs> I am Philip Estrada.
0: I'm Kathleen. Null.
1: Um, and we are actually here on a bright and sunny sa- um, Sunday morning. Well, it's sunny here. So
0: stoked! <laughs> yeah, no, it's great here too. It's a, it's a. Lovely sixty-seven degrees oh, in Costa Mesa.
1: Um, don't know how warm it is here in Seattle, but it's actually not rainy for the first time in many, many months. I was going to say so it doesn't
0: matter. There's sunshine. Winter has
1: broken and everyone's happy, so it's fantastic. Um, and also because we got to get this done right at the top, today is Mr. Bob Mackie's birthday. So I'm going to spend the day getting hammered. No.
0: <laughs> well, if there was any day to do it, it would be today is the Bob day. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: so it's Bob Mackey's birthday. Happy 80th birthday, Mr. Mackey. This episode is de- Happy dedicated birthday. to you, even though it has nothing to do with you. Um, but when in doubt, everything should be dedicated to Bob Mackey. <laughs>
0: I'm not mad at yes. that.
1: Um. I may have uh, sent him a gift basket of champagne to his office because I'm crazy like that. <laughs>
0: well, then he can get hammered right alongside I with know. you today. Yes, that's right.
1: <laughs> when in doubt, send champagne.
0: <laughs> oh, but he's such a wonderful, delightful person. Re- I, I, mean, we'll, let's take a moment and talk about how great he, he is. He really is, actually.
1: <laughs> and if you, um, if you are a f- uh, follow, if you follow me on social media, you will have noticed a couple of weeks ago that I actually had a a gala party at my apartment for me and my friends, <laughs> where I presented my Bob Mackie collection. <laughs> because i'm an absolute <laughs> nut job <laughs> and
0: i think you did a fabulous thank job you. it was amazing how you transform your apartment it looked like you were in an art gallery I, that I was the goal it.
1: that was the goal so i um pulled week pure class because i um, <laughs> because i uh, bought two original baumaki illustrations from the uh, julian's auction over the summer um mm-hmm. was it over the summer it was anyway it was in the it fall. It was I yes, think. Yeah. you're right. It was during the fall. Um, it was the fallish time. Um,
0: Which was so much that fun. Was fun I just want to say that was so much yes. fun to watch that together. <laughs> um so
1: uh yeah, bid online on that and one two illustrations, one of Mitzi Gaynor, um, and one of Cher, naturally. And they're my prize pride and joy possessions now. And so I got them <laughs> framed and I was talking to friends, and they were saying, Oh my god, you have to have like a party where you reveal them to everybody. So that's where the impetus of that party started was to actually b- pull out all this stuff that I own that is Mackie related, <laughs> be it anything, all the way down to, you know. Um, I think it's wonderful. It was pretty You fun. know, because...
0: I was going to say, we it's so easy to be like be a collector, but then you're like, well, what am I doing it for? Exactly. So it's like, is it for yourself or is it to share with everybody? And I think like what a great first of all, what a great reason to have a party. Mm-hmm. But then to be able to really maximize like your sort of your usage of your collection <laughs> is to like have everybody enjoy it and take pictures of it and share yes. it. It's like sharing is caring. I love it. Exactly. I absolutely love it.
1: It was fun. I had everything on display. Um, I actually have you can look at my Instagram stories. There's like a whole i um, a whole series of photos. <laughs> I had everyone come over wearing I was like wear your finest Bammy inspired clothing and like well we'll, so we'll get cool. loaded. And I even had I even had adult coloring pages of Bammy illustrations so people could um, uh, color in their own shit. <laughs> it was idea. so fun. Oh, so <laughs> cool. It was hilarious and um I even had a step and repeat so people could take photos. It was <laughs> I clearly have too much time on my hands. There needs
0: to be more house parties like this. I, I want, mean, I want more of this. I just say,
1: if you're going to do something stupid, take it very, very seriously and it'll make it even yeah. more funny. <laughs> just Exactly. <laughs> it, you just have to embrace, exactly, embrace, yes. just go for it. Um, and it was, it was full scale, like a nut job house. It was fantastic. And, um, the illustrations look beautiful and they're hanging in my dining room right now. So where they were hanging, we just haven't moved them. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, anywho, be that as it may, um, uh, happy, bi- all that to say, happy birthday, Mr. Mackey. <laughs> yes. And, uh, we can actually begin talking about the actual movie we're here to speak about. Um, yes. which we had, um, we landed on mo- the movie Three Wise Girls from 1932. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a Columbia Pictures Picture, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Talking picture. Um, in the main cast, we have Gene Carlo playing Cassie Barnes, May Clark as Gladys Kane, Walter Byron as Jerry Dexter, Mary Provo Prevost as Dot, Andy Devine as Jimmy Callahan, the chauffeur, Natalie Moorhead as Ruth Dexter, Jimmy Jerry's hu- wife. James uh, Jameson Thomas plays Arthur Phelps, and Lucy Beaumont is Cassie's mother. Uh, is directed by William Bodine or Bodine, depending on how you pronounce it. B E A U D I N E. And the costumes in this are actually uncredited. And I mm-hmm. searched high and low to try and find if anybody. Oh
0: my God, me too. Um, couldn't find shit. Nothing. Couldn't nothing. Find shit. Um,
1: but the one thing that I did know, there was like for. I was looking up Columbia Pictures costume designers just to see if maybe they had mm-hmm. someone on staff prior to um, um, during that time period. And the major things that really kind of um, popped up for me was that they hired Robert Kallick in 1933, who was always yes. credited as his Kallick. or like gowns by mm-hmm. Um, And prior to that, the studio was really considered a Poverty Row studio. So people didn't, like actresses, mm-hmm. big name actresses didn't want to go there because they weren't going to be treated well and all of that stuff. So when they did hire Kallick in 19 19- 1932 3 sorry it signaled um, a bit of a change in their um, attitude towards the the their yeah. own studio and how they were going to be taking um, how seriously they would be taking the um, careers of the actresses so that's where mm-hmm. you end up getting um, you know Gene Harlow who was on, actually on loan from 19 from MGM at the time for this film so
0: yeah and and this was her last the last film that she did uh, bef- like i think this was the last film she did for columbia yes and it's weird this was such a weird like in between time because i know it sounds like, like columbia was kind of going through a lot of flux and change during that time too like you mentioned they were in a sense almost going through like an upgrade yeah <laughs> in some weird way and who's to say he wasn't already uh you know yeah he went on in 1933 but he could have already been doing like consultation work could there's have, so yeah. much of that uncredited uncredited work that um um, and again, during this whole time, um, we, we've been talked about this with like the makeup artists and the hair people. Like so much of this work went uncredited at the, at this time, and it's kind of lost. To like who did what but um but there was some amazing work going on and it's it's kind of tragic that we don't know who these people are and we can't like talk about them because exactly, we don't we don't know yeah. i really um, but there, wish but there were some looks yes there
1: were <laughs> and if anybody has any intel on this film please yes, help yes. us out we would love to learn more about the um uh the costume designers and the product. anybody who had anything to do with the looks of the early um columbia films uh because i just in the time that we had to research this film we didn't couldn't mm-hmm. find anything which is a bit of a bummer, but, uh this one yeah. um just this I um do you have a history with this film Kathleen do you um
0: um I, I don't, I, well, I, I've never seen it until now, um, but I, I had kind of read about it, or I, I'd sort of read about it here and there, because I, I'd i read something um, in, like, or I'd read some excerpts of uh, a biography on Jean Harlow, nice. and it was more, and the, so the only thing I kind of really knew around this was that she mentioned, like, what was mentioned was that she particularly was not a big like didn't enjoy or wasn't a fan of doing this movie or, or there were some things that she didn't like like particularly the makeup mm. she didn't like her makeup in this movie huh. and it is very distinctive yes. in this movie I feel like that really has a look and so that so in, in remembering that that um, I kind of tried to look up and see um, any intel on that and that's when I kind of went down the costume like lack of costume information rabbit hole mm-hmm. but it sounds like uh, Max Factor is accredited to sort of transforming Gene Harlow into the Gene Harlow we know today right, Yeah, that um, makes with sense. the platinum blonde and the tweezed eyebrows and all that. And I do know like, Um, and I feel like makeup is such a strong talking point at this time, uh, as well as the clothes, because this was when they were super into like formulaic makeup looks Mm -hmm. like, Oh, if your eyes are this color and your hair is this color, then your eyeshadow is this color and your lipstick is this color. Like it's a very, everything was like a mathematical equation with that. And they didn't really deviate too far away from that. Like they didn't experiment the way we do today. Um, uh, well, they did, but just not in that like. It's more like, well, I'm a redhead, so therefore I always wear this eyeshadow. You know, like it was just sort of that way. Mm-hmm. But that was that was kind of it. Like I just knew about it sort of from like the makeup perspective, and that she had said um, like that she wasn't a fan. That being said, I thought the movie was adorable. I really loved it. Um, me too. It looks like it wasn't a hit, but I thought it was really cute and. I think um, there was criticism on like a small town girl doesn't look like her, and I'm like, uh, yeah, actually they kind of can, because sometimes when you're from a small town, like lady. you might have the like tacky makeup mm-hmm. or the platinum hair because you don't know no better, yeah, you know what that's I mean? True. Like, and you can still kind of be naive and have that look, you know? I think of, I think it it worked for me. I didn't feel. Uh, I had to suspend too much disbelief. And I also thought like her and the other two gals had a wonderful rapport together. Oh I just really love how women work together and speak to each other. and like the whole thing of like kind of like good girls versus bad girls, but it was more like predator versus prey. yeah, and it's like there were like predator women. and then there were like women who were like trying to make sure that they weren't getting preyed on. you know yeah, what I mean, I and there this- definitely is that, like, Camaraderie yeah, or something. I think you know? the
1: overwhelming theme in this film was not necessarily like, um,. I don't know there was something about this film with like the the uh the wives versus the mistresses bit, bit mm-hmm. but the wives were always kind of pegged as this sort of I'm uh, not the villain but I don't know Jerry's wife was a little bit villainous they didn't seem very happy either no one was they happy were like in their stuck situation. in a situation no yeah. one's happy yeah. it was <laughs> kind of like it was almost like the reality of just being like not happy with where you are as far as like your situation and stuff which so there's there was some yeah. there was something like that and I did like there was there definitely was like the predator versus prey because the the guys some of the guys were very much predatory in this movie and Mm -hmm. like even like um uh, marie um, Prevost's character dot was like saying that she's just like um you know there there's like this the soda uh, soda counter owner was a predator Mm and dot was mentioning that she had like she's like that's why i work at home because the guys are gross (laughs) like you know and it's just that sort of same sort of um, overarching theme in the movie where they're just like the ladies just they're they're not looking for a payday in romance like a, not a romantic payday but they're actually just trying to make ends meet it's like, kind of the yeah and, yeah. and um, the love the love angle of it is just like she is just gets in the way of it or complicates the matter in a way you know because yeah um, exactly May Clark's character has that issue where her, her, her man that she falls in love with is like got a wife and all that stuff you know and it's just
0: mm-hmm. and of course
1: it's the old thing where they're like well we're not actually in love and i'm going to leave her one day for you and you're just like come on girl's like, like <laughs> that's know. no one knows everyone knows that's not true <laughs> i know
0: and i know there definitely was that realness of like well if you are going to you have the option of trying to getting, getting a man to take care of you Mm -hmm. or trying to go out and take care of yourself. And should you choose to get to take care of yourself? Remember there's going to be sexual harassment at every turn. Exactly. That is the price you pay for not being with a man. And I think that, um, that is very much true even to this day. Um, they're really not addressing anything that is new or uh, uh, that hasn't stopped. Um, so I felt it felt very relevant to me um, what they were kind of going through, and the whole thing of like, you know what, like a pretty girl. Like I think they also address that dynamic of like, oh well, you're a pretty girl, isn't the world yours? And it's like no, because I'm a pretty girl, I everybody wants to put their hands on me or judge me, or it's like I'm either being slut shamed or I'm being treated like a slut. Yeah. So there's really no, you know, a- and and then there's that frustration that comes with that and or the depression the yeah, straight-up depression that comes really with is that, like, of like yeah. you know um and it's it's so i thought um and yeah i love the gals uh dot was amazing oh my God. dot it, dot to me like ended up being the biggest winner of, with the healthiest relationship but <laughs> oh. i just loved her from the beginning i'm like get a girl I love get it dot. girl dot was
1: like one of my it was just loving living for dot i was also like, one of
0: my favorite names because her name is dorothy and then like the nickname dot is the cutest fucking mm-hmm. nickname ever
1: It's the best. It's
0: so plucky. Um, I also, (laughs) I
1: really enjoyed just sort of how kind of, I just love that Jean Harlow's character really was just like not taking shit off nobody where she was just like. I loved where it. Where she wasn't the victim. Whereas yeah. I feel like um, Mae mm-hmm. Clark's character, um, Gladys, was a little bit of that sort of like, oh, dear, what do I do? This has happened to me. And she just. And
0: well, Gladys is dead. inside. Well, she's like, yeah, poor thing. Poor you know, like, she's just like, yeah, like I may have all the stuff, but like I I hate yeah, myself. She definitely has a <laughs> I different. I hate myself. She has a
1: different. She has a different trajectory, let's just say. Yeah. But I think that I loved, yeah. I just loved Gene uh, Carlo's character, was just very, like, from the very beginning, the first scenes where she's walking home from that date. And she's just like, Yeah, he yeah. tried to put his, you know, he tried to put his hands on me. And like, Oh, and I love guy, it. She's not having, yeah. And none that guy's that. like, Hey, baby, you want to ride? And she's like, I'm fine. How about you mind your biz? <laughs> like, Yeah. She's I
0: we 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 could talk about this. First of all, it's been way too long since we've done a Dean Harlow movie, I, and you and me yeah. love her to pieces. She's the best. She's so her acting performances are so beautifully nuanced. Like, mm-hmm. you know, platinum blonde aside, like, she is she is such a burst of bucket of talent. It is so good. So good. Like she just she is so good. I, I I watch. I like. I love watching her face, and like she can. She's so masterful with her facial expressions and gestures and her walk, and um, I just love mm-hmm. her. Love yep. her. I it do just, too. You know. And and yeah. Her makeup was very interesting. That's why I was just like, who did some like did someone just like they went way overboard with her makeup to the point where like she was upset by it and i yeah. and i also was thinking like, i had questions around that where i was like well did she not have any say in this because that's what upsets me too it's like well if you didn't like it why couldn't you have changed it or negotiated right. that like, why did you just go with it if you hated it? I have questions. Well, I but, mean, you know. it's interesting to think
1: <laughs> because before this film, Gina Harlow had done, so she had gotten Rose to Frame in 1930, only two years earlier for Hell's mm-hmm. Angels. And then 31, she did Public Enemy, which was huge. And she was playing, you know, a God, mobster's mall. And then in um, Platinum Blonde, it was another big one for her. So this was right after Platinum Blonde and, and Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. So she had been kind of playing bad girl roles for the entire time. And there's, I was reading, yeah. briefly Briefly, that she was really interested in playing, sort of getting into good girl, being you know, she didn't like being typecasted as a bad girl, so she wanted a good girl, opportunity yeah. to play a good girl, and this movie kind of gave her the opportunity to do it. But um, it's you know, it was interesting. It's just that she was the good girl, but the good girl that didn't take no shit off nobody, and I almost feel like that's like anybody else who's like a true quote good girl ca- like character actress mm-hmm. who's like pegged as that way would probably have played that slightly differently you know, like she, yeah. she had the gusto in order to play a character who is a good girl, but a good girl who's not going to be a victim of, she's not taking right, shit. of being, she's not going to yeah. be a victim of being the good girl. You know, she, yeah.
0: Like, but you also see like how it took a toll on her. She seems weary. Like well, there's parts I mean, it's like, after she has to put a stand up for herself, she's just sort of like, she's like, God damn well, it. Th- not exactly. again. You know? I think she's just sick That's why I it, love her. Yeah, she's nuanced she like that. She seemed very you know? sick of
1: it all where she's just like, seriously, why can't I just like, why can't People just leave me the fuck alone.
0: (laughs) She's like, I'm 19 and I my ass is tired. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) Oh god. And that's the thing. It's like, can we talk about how young these gals were playing these really, really mature roles, and like the fact that they're like, they're not just dating married guys. These are like 40 year old guys. You know, (laughs) these are these are daddies. You know, and it's just like, whoa.
1: I mean, and the only one who was but, actually uh, pretty good looking was the was the chauffeur that Dot ends up with. <laughs>
0: oh, I know. She, I'm telling you, she got the she got I the know. best deal at the whole thing. Yeah. But I loved her from the beginning, where she was like, "Oh, that chauffeur." I'm like, "Ooh, you like the chauffeur? Get a girl!" Yeah. Like I was like, "Please hook up, please she, hook up, please." She's <laughs> like,
1: "Who's that big old hunk of man?"
0: <laughs> I know, and she's like. Once around the park big boy or something like that i'm <laughs> yeah, like mm, thank like you boy. <laughs> she is like she is so like <laughs> she, feminist icon sex positive dot yes, you know? <laughs> i love it i'm like get you a
1: big old hunk of man i
0: know it's so good yeah. and he was he wasn't he wasn't bad looking mm-hmm. he was all right no. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to ask, what was your experience with this movie? Had you seen it before? So
1: I hadn't really, um, I hadn't seen this movie before. Hadn't even really, I wasn't even aware of its existence, honestly. Um, It's one that kind of slipped by. So when we were like, we had been kind of looking through the, uh, the Amazon Prime Mm -hmm. library, which um, as we were saying before, has like kind of gotten a weird, like mix of movies that are just kind of like these sleeper ones that are older films, they don't mm-hmm. don't
0: lots of pre-codes yeah. are on there right now There's pre codes, so awesome. it's very
1: it's got some like suggestive stuff like there's that cutaway mm-hmm. scene where you see that she's like she's there's um what is it there's there's a lot of undressing there's a lot there's of a undressing lot there's clothes. a lot of changing of clothing <laughs> there's implications of nudity off screen like off of out mm-hmm. of frame like there's there's that scene where she's getting in the very beginning Jean harlow's getting undressed and she throws her mm-hmm. underwear on the chair like it's clear that she's clear, naked like there's that yeah implication and you're just it's like oh, a <laughs> but yeah, you know.
0: Also, it's very clear she's not wearing anything underneath that gorgeous white kimono robe that she's wearing, uh, like when she's about to take a bath. Oh yeah, because there's that scene where you kind of like see her back, like she's about to take it off and she's backless. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, well, and that was another reason why I was like, I kind of had my eye on this one too, because uh, anything that involves like fashion shows, modeling, changing lots of clothes. So I was like, even though it's the depression, I was like, it was like three, you know, girls are modeling and I'm like, done. There'll there'll be looks. There'll be some. I definitely
1: enjoyed I (laughs) definitely enjoyed myself watching this film. It was really cute. And it's also just got like, it's, it's kind of that bygone era of like fashion houses where you'd have live mannequins walking around for like the rich ladies, even in nineteen. yeah. which was the onset of the depression. People were broke as fuck. Oh, balls like, deep. So just, when,
0: like, and they talk about yeah. that. Like, even the girls are like, "Look, at, I have some rotting food for you yeah. to eat if, you're, if you're I love
1: that, Dot. I love that.
0: <laughs> I've got this little weenie that's all shriveled. <laughs> yeah, that. Yes, thing, you do, that girl. Scene with
1: Dot, like talking about the bear, the weenie. Ugh, the weenie we I we was just like, her. this is clearly like, some, this is clearly um, a monologue regarding, a dick joke. yeah, Regarding, the state of a penis (laughs) like they're Uh, like all American masculinity (laughs) uh, shriveled and tiny
0: Yeah, but the other thing is, too, like, their their mannerisms, like, some of the stuff about it feels very, like, 1930s. The way they put their hands on their hips mm-hmm. and they care, you know, like, there's certain things the way that they're feel walking, very, like, stylized. like, the way they're walking, the way they they're walk, kind of, like,
1: walking uh, almost, like, a little hunched over, but, like, put their hips bit, are pushed yeah. out. It's so, it is yeah, very... Yeah, you tuck
0: your butt in, tuck, tuck your, butt your butt in. Tuck your butt, but also you know, slap, yeah, like, yeah. pull your
1: shoulders forward, too. It's very, yep, like, it's yep. not, like, the proud, like pulling back that you would see it's always kind of like it's almost it's funny it's really there is some really good mannerisms to see in this movie and the yeah and the, the looks oh the, girl, looks. the looks in this yeah get out of here oh my god so and
0: it's just and not like glamour not glamour like even dot I thought dot had some amazing cute little outfits like I love her little stripy like work from home oh outfit yeah. with the pants oh my god I was yes. loving that and she had the apron pinned on over it but I was like I want to see the rest of that outfit that is so freaking cute She's Got, there
1: was, I think that the, yeah, that stripe little like cardigan kind of thing. It's all bias cut stripe. I was like that. Yeah. Is well, really it's, and they're
0: bias cut pants all in one direction. Yeah. I thought it was a skirt at first, but they're like these beautiful like elephant pants, so cute. which again, Ooh. oh, the 1930s and they're like early ladies pants. Love a Palazzo. Were, wow, so good. And like they can look good on any figure when they're done right. So mm-hmm. good. Um, Just class and uh but yeah and their hair is beautiful and but um i love that um when when she's when she first comes to the fashion house when um cassie first comes to visit gladys Mm -hmm. at the fashion house and meets her for the first time in a few years and and then she um she throws that dress on her which i wrote i'm like is that really a negligee i don't know because it looks like a full on gown gown. like like I thought a negligee would be like a teddy. I'm, I must need to I need to relook at what negligee means. I, th- I don't know. I think know negligee now. in that period time period <laughs> meant
1: a just a I think that meant like a nightgown. that and which yeah. if you think about it a nightgown in the 1930s with high glamour could also be the the robe from the robe from Dinner at Eight, where it's like know, right? ten pounds of ostrich kind of, feathers. <laughs>
0: There's a Venn diagram somewhere of like 1930s evening looks and 1930s lounge looks, yes. and they have a hard overlap yes. because they're like they're
1: from they're like let's dress for dinner, where you dress like you're going to the Oscars, and then now it's time to go to bed. I must dress for bed, where it looks like you're going to the Oscars. It's like it's I know so...
0: bias cut, no underwear, pair it with diamonds. Could be any yeah, time of day, really. really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so good though. It's
0: <laughs> love. That's what I was saying earlier was like, man, like the 19 like even watching this, the early 1930s looks are glamour but look comfortable. Like no one's really like sucked in or nipped in or mm-hmm. you know everybody's everything's just sort of draping off their probably very thin and hungry depression era bodies. Yes. So now I gotta think about that. And but anyway, also, they look And then also right because
1: this would have been like right after the 1920s too. So things were getting narrower yeah. and fit more fitted, but especially around the weights, but then it would would have still the, been the more floaty was all too. Like up yeah, high. they moved the yeah. waistline up higher, but then things are a little bit spot like less they're not as constricting and like body skimming Mm-mm. as like the late thirties would be. Um Yeah. No girdle. Like yet. you
0: don't I don't get the impression anyone's wearing a tight girdle in this. Everybody's sort of like and their clothes look like they're soft and like like soft on your skin. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, everything looks so just yummy, you know? <laughs> and then p- pair it with that, like, beautifully, like, short, soft, waved hair. And it's it's such a, I don't know, it's just such a gorgeous, gorgeous mix, mm-hmm. like, combination. Just like, what a look. What a look. And a cigarette. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which a part of me is like, ooh, don't ruin it with the smell. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't get them all stinky with and that. And a double bromide. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: I just love the idea that you could uh, go like going to like a soda counter and just being like, "Can you give me an Alka Seltzer?" <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> like going to a restaurant and ordering like something to settle your stomach. <laughs> like that.
0: I think of like yeah, c- 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 could I just get an egg in a glass with some Tabasco and some Worcestershire sauce? Yeah, so I give me think, well, give what? me that
1: hangover <laughs> cure. It's like really that was something <laughs> that they stocked and knew how to make. Like that's. <laughs> I just love that. It's so such a
0: especially like you're like, Isn't alcohol illegal? Know, right? Why am I serving you hangover drinks?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh goodness. Um,
0: so much to process so much much.
1: Um, but yeah I thought uh, my my example or my example my uh, um, experience with this film was actually pretty pretty good I was really happy to have watched it I was like oh this is fun I love it
0: It, isn't it I thought it was
1: really cute come on get out of here
0: I know I know. And it was it was really neat because I'm so glad I watched it and then kind of started doing a little bit of research and reading the reviews because I'm really glad I didn't have any like opinions or anything. I didn't read any sort of like opinions on it before I watched it because I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then when I was reading, people were like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think this is adorable. And I I understand, you know, know, it's
1: interesting to think, too, the Hollywood like the glamour, like the Hollywood glamour machine, like every star is boiled down to like three movies. Like if you think about it. So it's kind of nice to actually really kind of dig into these things. Cause Jean Harlow is known for, you know, hell's angels dinner at eight and dinner uh, at eight. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. that's barely it. Like the, maybe one I or know. two more, like maybe
0: like red dust, yeah. but uh, like, I'm a huge fan of her and hold your man where she goes to lady prison. Ooh. Like that's a great one. Oh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll be do doing afterwards. that one. But that I like good. these sort of B side
1: movies. They're kind of interesting to really kind of dig into and see I, like. I, I,
0: well that's what I was saying is like like they're, some of their st- like the way they move and do stuff is is very 30s or stylized and I love that it's this beautiful window into essentially like the 20s right. really yeah. like that almost like flapper and the way they talk but then there's other things uh, about it and the way they talk where they're it seems so natural and modern like modern in a way that I feel was gone by the time like the late 30s 40s and 50s like when the, the code really got enforced right. um, all that is gone on and just little things little mannerisms little things that feel very real feel very like in the moment like this could be someone today right. and, I, and so I, I love it yeah. I love those little windows I wonder if you know? it has
1: something to do with the fact that um, Columbia was still considered a poverty row so it would have had a little I was bit more that of too. a less, less polished formality. kind of thing so that's when you get a, mm-hmm. that's they, these actresses that they hired probably wouldn't have had that continental accent or they wouldn't have had been him right, acting right. in a way that's so you know, like luxurious and regal that Kind of like washed, or or they would have been had
0: to improv. They weren't like over directed or anything. It was like get out there and do your thing. And they would (laughs) be more
1: true to life as opposed to sort of like overly developed in a way, I guess you could say. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to kind of see that maybe that times like people in the 1930s weren't as like austere and formal as the movies make them seem. You know. Yeah, kind of like people. well, and I think that, that too,
0: that Natural, even like listening, yeah, well, even listening to like Jean Harlow and the way she talks, like certain words she says are all, all, so cultured, they're almost are sort of borderline on like being English, but then she's like, and I'm not so consigned mm-hmm. about these things, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, then you're not, you know, so it's, but then that, that to me sounds so very like twenties and thirties, yeah. like that, that little, there's little ways that they say certain syllables or certain words that kind of have that, um, that sound like, I guess, old-timey is the best way yeah. to put it. Uh, like Mae West said a lot of her words that way. Um, but you s- even hear that sometimes in some of these other ladies where you're like, oh, you're trying so hard to have that. You can tell it's like Hollywood's trying to culture them up, mm-hmm. yeah. but they still they still slip in a few words that just can't, you know, that still sound like my grandma, you yeah. know, like from, from New York, yeah. you
1: know. <laughs> still my favorite line from, uh, from Dinner at Eight, which is Jean Harlow's line is when um, Wallace Beery's yelling at her and uh, she's, she turns around and she's like, I told you a thousand times. Don't bother me while I'm doing my lashes. (laughs) 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 Which I'm like, Oh honey, that's me every day. (laughs) Just don't bother me while I'm doing my lashes. (laughs)
0: I, I, one of my favorite scenes is I, that, that wonderful older lady who's in it when she does that, that hysterical double take when she's like, I read a book today. And she's like, what? You know? It's like a triple take. So um, yeah.
1: Uh, this one had some, this, uh, this movie, God, I love that um, she kept trying to put off Jerry. Um, and yes. she kept and then the next scene like she's like who does he think he is I'm just gonna rush over to his apartment and have dinner with him and the next scene is her at dinner with him <laughs> just...
0: she's like well I'm not going on your yacht yeah. She's like well it's a good and then she's on the yacht she's like well it's a good thing it's Thursday yeah. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> oh god it was so funny
0: I know like that's the thing like that's what makes her so delightful she her delivery is fantastic yeah. like everything she does is like like again just nuanced and she she can be so like realistically funny or realistically tough. And, you know, what's so wrong with like a girl? It's like, like you said, you know, yeah, she's a small town girl, but she also like doesn't take any shit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what that probably comes from? Good parents. Yeah. Like she even says, she's like, I don't drink. And she's like, why? Because she's like, because my dad had to pump it out of me one day. And I'm like, oh, so she's got a good dad. Yeah. That's why she can say fuck you. Cause see, she's got, she's, she had a good dad. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that's just like things <laughs> like that where like, you know, or like the fact that she, all she cared about was like, clearly, she cared about taking care of her mom. Yeah. And that's why she goes to New York in the first place. She's like, all I want to do, like, I love you. And I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm being a good person because you're a good person, you know. And it's just, I thought, I thought there were some really great, like, underlying themes there that I thought were pretty true, mm-hmm. you know. And that, I think that speaks to a lot of people. Like, yeah, these are, these are some timeless, um, uh, like, kind of I don't want to say tropes but like timeless storylines of like yeah you know you you want to take care of these people who take care of you and you know you'll you'll do anything to do it you know you've got this ambition but it's it's not to um make a lot of money you just want to make sure the people you love are taken care of yeah and uh, and I think that, I feel like that very clearly comes across in her character. Mm. So I loved it. Yeah. I thought she was, I thought she did great. If she was around, i be like, girl, don't get so down on yourself. You were wonderful. Yeah, you're a
1: wonderful <laughs> girl. You're doing big things. You, pu- you
0: I know. They, they did a little, they were a little heavy handed with your makeup, yeah. but you made it work. But, and, you made it work. Yeah. We get it. And you were punching
1: <laughs> mashers in the face. It was fantastic.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Love you.
1: I know, right? Jean like, <laughs> like Harlow is this all. <laughs>
0: You gave us the looks. You gave us the face. Exactly. We love you. <laughs> um, did
1: you want me to recap the um, the storyline for this movie? Sure. No? Well, this movie clocks in at, what, an hour and 20 minutes or something? It's, really sh- it's a fairly short film. Oh, my gosh. it's, like, just over Very an hour. Short. It's not- oh, it's just over yeah. an
0: hour. Yeah. You guys, you got to check it out. It is so yeah. cute. And, like I said, on Amazon Prime, so it's an easy watch. Yeah. It's so adorable.
1: So. Um, and, plus, if you watch it more, I'm sure they'll buy more old movies. Mm-hmm. So.
0: <laughs> Well, that's what I. I was so funny. I was talking to my mom about that yesterday because we always talk about Amazon, and they do not endorse us, you guys, no, not yet. No. <laughs> but I feel, still think it's good to preach about that because the more people, the more we are out there watching these old movies, and they're the more they're tracking that, the more then they'll be able to give us more of those old movies mm-hmm. and hopefully get them restored. Yes. So keep it up. Yeah, <laughs> and hopefully
1: they'll never bring back the um, the uh, the last tycoon. <laughs> no
0: no because
1: that was a failed experiment
0: i'm telling you there must have been something in her call in her contract that they were not going to touch her eyebrows and it took me out of it took me out of the experience i also think the
1: fact that it had no idea what it wanted to be took me out of the experience
0: also that (laughs) (laughs) i don't need to see a bunch of well-dressed assholes bumping into each other yes (laughs) that's true I could watch Marie Antoinette for yes. that any day, like, and what that movie's exactly great.
1: Exactly, are we doing here? Anywho, <laughs> um, we could do a whole special episode on that series because that series was bonkers. Oh, uh, God. Don't, don't, you don't have to watch it, guys, it, guys and gals. It's just, it's uh
0: well, we haven't done a stinker series up in a while. <laughs> okay, sick bird. Boil that one down
1: to a fifteen-minute episode. <laughs> I know there's just a lot of just a lot of sighing anywho so th- three wise girls so <laughs> Jean Harlow plays Cassie Burns she lives with her mother and works at a soda counter oh by the way I did have time to write this one so <laughs> we're oh, back on my game <laughs>
0: your other one was fine everything was great <laughs>
1: uh, and plus this one didn't have a recap on um, on Wikipedia anyhow so I had to do it <laughs> <laughs> so she lives with her mother and works at a soda counter to make ends meet her mother played by lucy beaumont is constantly telling her about how cassie's friend gladys treats her um, treats her mother so well and buys her nice things for while she, from living in nyc so cassie tries um, tires of hearing about all this and so she heads off to nyc to make it rich herself So Cassie lands a gig in NYC, as you guessed it, a soda counter girl. Uh, She turns out her boss is a creep, but uh, Cassie lays him out flat and steps over him to collect her things on the way out. Uh, When she tries to get paid, um, he balks, but a drunken tuxedo-clad Jerry Dexter, played by Walter Byron, steps in to ensure that she gets paid. Uh, Jerry offers to drive her back to her apartment. Despite his hiccuping, she accepts um when she arrives home she regales her roommate dot played by marie prevost about her misadventures dot explains this is the reason why she works from home cassie then receives a call from her um her buddy gladys kane played by Mae clark who has been out of town since she arrived so then she rushes over to meet her at andre's where she works as a model Gladys, hearing of Cassie's recent unemployment um, issues, thinks she'd make a swell model. Um, but then Andre um, Audrey dismisses the notion since she sways her hips like a burlesque performance. Um,
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Philip's like, I love I you. You need to yeah. stay. and Keep swaying those hips like a burlesque exactly. performance.
1: Performance. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. I am super French and this is not accessible. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I'm not creepy. I
1: know. I was like, wow, you're really laying that one on thick. <laughs> like, Maybe he's been listening to our Gigi. He's
0: laying on that accent like Adrian used to. I know, right? When he was faking it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, what, did he listen to our Gigi episode or something? I know. <laughs> Exact. <laughs> uh So Gladys coaches Cassie for three minutes and forces her into a negligee. When Andre sees her transformation, he is overjoyed and hires her on the spot.
0: He gags. <laughs> yes.
1: He's like, "Honey, work that wrong way." I know.
0: I was just like. Okay. He gags and he goes into a uh, Tourette's-like burst of French. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just is, oh, wow <laughs> watching that i was like wow all it took was three minutes of um of coaching cool
0: <laughs> it was weird I, I that was definitely one of those moments where i was like oh my god i totally know what he's saying because he's like oh you're amazing you're beautiful you're excellent you know you just kind of keep saying the all that but it makes it you. all fluffy yeah yeah, yeah.
1: um so th- it was that fun. evening gladys invites cassie over to her place for dinner with her boyfriend arthur phelps played by james jameson Thomas Uh, Phelps is a wealthy banker that puts her up in a swanky apartment and gives her nice things the only issue is that he's still um, is that the only issue is that Gladys is in love with him and he's still married when Arthur arrives, Gladys leaves them briefly to put the um, put the finishing touches on her look. And then Arthur takes this time to put the creep moves on Cassie. She does her best to get out of his greasy grip. And um, not wanting to cause any issues with Gladys, she fakes a headache and heads home. Cassie arrives home to Dot, and they complain about men. Um, Dot tries to feed her some <laughs> rotten food. And then... <laughs> Uh, wiener joke ensues yes and curdled milk where you could just sort of pretend it's buttermilk where I'm like ugh yeah. <laughs> I'm like Ooh. yeah uh, depression food gross um I guess if you wait long enough it'll become cottage cheese um <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Dot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dot also mentions that Jerry was by earlier and wanted to have her over to his apartment for dinner. After complaining a whole bunch, she gives in. She continues to give in to his request for dates until they are a f- uh, full-fledged item. Uh, Cassie begins to fall in love with Jerry, just in time for him to tell her that he's got himself a wifey. But fear not, Cassie. Mr. and Mrs. Dexter, <laughs> she's played by Natalie Moorhead, they've got a plan. They aren't in love anymore, but but she won't grant him a divorce until she co-signs on the new lady. Um, Mrs. Dexter finds out um, f- finds out this that Jerry's new lady friend works as a model and goes to do some recon on her. So Cassie models a gown for who she thinks is a regular customer. When Jerry comes in, it is revealed that she is in fact his wife. Cassie runs off in embarrassment. Uh, fed up with the entire situation, she takes up Gladys's. um offer to borrow her apartment while she's away um, in order to get away from Jerry. This is when Arthur swings by, um, not knowing that she was there. He then tries to force himself on her. Luckily, he is interrupted by Jerry, who was alerted to Cassie's whereabouts by Dot in exchange for a date with her chauffeur, because she knows what she wants. Okay? (laughs) Okay.
0: I know. Dot's right? gonna
1: get hers, <laughs> and she's gonna give up whatever she needs to in order to get it. I
0: know. Get it, Dot. Yeah. <laughs> she got.
1: She's like. He looked like he got meaty hands.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, I've said too much. um
0: And they're both Irish, so you know she's already pregnant. Basically, like exactly.
1: <laughs> just by sitting in a back seat she's just like i'm already oh yeah already already done Um, done. let's see so uh when he sees cassie and arthur together he assumes that they are boning and he leaves in a huff uh cassie opts to pack um opts to pack up her bags and head home to palookaville um before she leaves gladys returns from her trip and she sees in the gossip papers that arthur and his wife have reconciled before heading off to a second honeymoon Cassie goes over to Gladys' house um, to console her, only to realize that she's poisoned herself. Um... And then flash forward to back at home, um, back at the original soda counter. Cassie is scooping sundays when a familiar face, a fully familiar voice, comes in and orders a double strength bromide. And it's Jerry. He's left his wife. <laughs> um, they embrace and see um, Dot and the chauffeur out the window, who are also in love. The <laughs> end. <laughs>
0: One can argue the healthiest relationship out of that was Dot and the totally. Chauffeur. So <laughs> Yeah.
1: And his big old meaty paws.
0: <laughs> and Dot and the Chauffeur lived Everybody happily ever, ever after. after. Everybody else, probably not With so much. With their 4,000 children. <laughs> oh, ex- oh, so much fertility going on in that front seat. It's ridiculous. In that
1: front seat. <laughs> It's <laughs> just like a shiny sheen over the entire... <laughs> <laughs> ooh, oh Goodness ooh, gracious. Why ew. is the steering wheel sticky?
0: <laughs>
1: Anywho. I did find it a little yeah. weird that they just sort of like glazed over the fact that Gladys killed herself.
0: Like, oh, yeah, that was rug sweeping yeah, at its it finest. Just like, I couldn't believe it that. It was like, she's just like,
1: I don't feel very well. She, the, <laughs> Cassie's so like, I'm going gr- go, to go get <laughs> you some water. And then she notices the the um, she notices the the poison, and then it's like oh, f- flash forward. You're like, okay, well, bye. Yeah.
0: Also, in that moment, girl, where was your sense of urgency to get to the goddamn phone and call the police or slap her around something? Slap her
1: around. I don't know. That'll be good for her. <laughs>
0: Well, that's what they usually did I mean, back yeah. then. It they was would like, shake your shoulders. You know, or oh, no, she's tired. Well, slap her. Maybe no. she'll wake up.
1: <laughs> the director was like, we can show you two getting undressed 13 times, but we certainly can't show a dead body or <laughs> someone dying. Yeah. That's too much. What are we, animals? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's uncouth.
0: <laughs> it's going to look too ugly. Yeah. Too ugly. <laughs> My God. Which, actually, the the chick who played um, May Clark had a very Norma Shearer look Mm -hmm. and vibe to her. And I thought she was quite lovely. Um, Very beautiful. But, yeah, she she really looked like her and Norma Shearer could have been sisters or something.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I don't think that – I don't – I'm not familiar with May Clark very much.
0: I, I am not either I mean. um and then the um, and Marie Provost uh Provost, I only knew about her because there I think there's like kind of a weird Hollywood Babylon story about her um sadly her life did not end very well mm. um, she died believe it or not at age 40 from alcoholism uh, yeah. and there's kind of a story of like like her body wasn't found right away and mm. I, I think I want to say Kenneth Anger maybe did some weird shitty story around that but she was this a uh, adorable, adorable, like flapper back yes. in the day, like oh in the twenties, she was a little max Senate darling. And, um, and then she, um, she had kind of, she, I, I think she had actually suffered some kind of a breakdown in the late twenties and put on, there's, as they say, packed on the pounds. I'm like, Oh yeah, she's so huge compared yeah. to like T te- like Jean Harlow's like five foot size double zero. And then you've got her next to her. She's probably maybe like an old Navy small, mm-hmm. but whatever, you know, like so big. Yeah. Um, but she, she, was really um I think she um it's really sad because I feel like she definitely transitioned so beautifully into talkies and and was so cute in this movie um I definitely would like to try to see more movies with her in them and I want to learn more about her because she just seems really like it was the dot show like I was rooting for her from from like out the gate you know I loved her she was so
1: cute and like it's such a bummer yeah such an adorable like kind of like flapper in the 20s she was
0: adorable and and just that whole like sister like this whole like sisters looking out for each other kind of thing I felt like was really strong among all three of them like even when Jean Harlow was like like I just love the fact that like here she is like she's packing to go like she's gonna pack to go home and then she goes out that one last time to go visit her friend and she's like I'll finish packing for you honey she's like thanks dear like stuff like that where I'm like oh my god you guys like talk to each other so sweet and like in just that real like and it kind of again it kind of reminds me of like my grandma and like women from that time who were always so like they spoke to each other and like like a really kind way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love that you see that among them. There's that whole like, I got your sister. And it just feels really great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this one is really cute for that. For definitely like,
0: I feel like we, we saw that a lot in like the Busby Berkeley mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. You know, you see that where it's like all these like gals, like just hoofing it together. And like, we're all in, we're all in this boat together trying to get, food so we're, we're we got each other's yeah. back you know <laughs> it's such a
1: bummer because like um on her wikipedia page it said by 1934 she had pretty much no work at all and her financial i s- know isn't that situation sad deteriorated dramatically and when she died in 37 like that's kind of crazy it's yeah, um, so crazy that she was her her estate was valued at only 300 dollars. like she was it's, a it's poor just thing. sad that's just a bummer
0: And it's like, you know, again, this is just a classic example of people who, like, there were no royalties. She didn't really get much credit. Like, she's kind of, in some ways, like, lost. And then there's all this, like, you know, and and it's like what what we sort of know of her most is, like, the tragic part of her. But she seems like she was just had oodles of talent and was really, really cute. I mean, she definitely... She has something on camera. Yeah. Um, but I want to look more into some of her silent work because she she did a lot of work in, in the silent films, and um, I even just looking at some of her pictures when she was uh, like during the 20s and teens. I'm like, who is this delightful little girl? She's adorable. I want to know more. She has a very Clara Bow vibe to oh, her. Oh yeah, and I'm, she's like, definitely it, like so. she's definitely
1: aligned with Clara Bow for that. So
0: yeah. But um, but we, I would love to. Um, I'm gonna be doing a little digging around more, Philip, and see if we can maybe uh, do some more uh, some silent films because it's it would it would be awesome to to really look at some of these. They're they're so cute, and I love like some of the aesthetic with um, it's just amazing and kind of haunting. And then I think of like you know like the, the camera work and and then in, like even their makeup, and I'm like oh, and they were probably using like mm, Vaseline and burnt matches, but yet they <laughs> do these amazing looks, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was lean and just... Well,
0: I mean that was like makeup back in the 20s you know our teens yeah. and it's just like the idea that they do these like these looks that we try, now try to create with like all of our technology <laughs> and it was so it's so technology. fascinating you know I love
1: makeup being referred to as technology
0: <laughs> well you know I mean I I mean like when it's vegan it's... <laughs> you know there's technology yeah <laughs> Thanks, Urban Decay. I love (laughs) Um. (laughs) it.
1: You're doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Yes. My goodness.
0: Um, Yeah. But um, did you have any um, top looks or favorite looks looks from this movie? Um, I mean, I I thought all the looks were great, but, you know.
1: Let's see. What looks do I want to highlight in this movie? Um, I mean, Dots, we had already talked about Dots' beautiful bias cut, like, kind of um, house jacket that she wears when she's trying to feed Joan, Joan, um, Jean Harlow, the um, rotten food is fabulous. Wrinkly weenies. (laughs) Yes. you know i love a wriggly weenie um i l- also moving on moving on <laughs> i'm <dead. laughs> i really love uh gina harlow's the negligee that she does wear is actually really beautiful that's something yes. that i would wear on the weekend you know just like a something special to read the you know to just read the morning paper in, just something like light and biasy really fast, and you gotta love
0: that slow pan they do where you're like yes uh-huh. that is amazing Joules, and it, like, you can tell it's all like bias panels uh, yeah. and everything and I love that it's, it's like all so sheared cool. it's
1: very Grecian it's kind of like very mm-hmm. you know sheared at the shoulders and it's like very super deep feet it's just sort of something you jump into like it's over the yeah you know, you well that's what I'm saying it looks head. comfortable like, yeah. like
0: you would just throw it on over and it looks great and she even threw it on over her granny underwear and it uh-huh, looked great yeah. you know? <laughs>
1: and it's like the whole thing is all beaded under the bust and like ugh and- yeah. yeah, it was fabu. Love that. Also, one. we it
0: really highlights what a beautifully lovely curvy figure that Jean Harlow had. She was quite. She was quite curvy. Yeah, she was fabulous. Uh, even though she's very petite, she's just like you know. You're like, wow, yeah. lovely, pretty.
1: And I love that she has. I think in the paj. She has a pajama set too. When um when. Uh, Gladys comes over and finds out about her boyfriend's reconciliation with her with his wife there she's wearing like this pajama set with like palazzo pants and like this kind of like kind of cross surplice front with like kind of a notched collar with like a lapel on it and Mm -hmm. with the white or contrast piping was super cute love that one
0: yeah there were some quality lady Mm -hmm. pants in this film for sure
1: totes Um, and there's um, well I don't want to take them all were there any that you loved anything that you wanted to highlight for Um, looks.
0: Let's see. Well, that, that uh, like to me is so iconic that, that white, um, that beautiful white robe that she's wearing when she's in her friend's apartment, which I assume would be maybe her robe, you know, like doesn't even probably belong to her. It's probably her friends, but it's got these kimono sleeves and you can tell it has, um, it's, it's not just like a straight robe. It's got some waist shape to it. And so it's beautifully draped on her. I mean, it looks like when she's got it belted, it looks like she's wearing a gown, like a gown robe. That's the one that Um, she wears. And when
1: when when that guy gets handsy with her molest her for the second time.
0: Yes. yes, yeah, and um, that that one was that like that's really beautiful, and um, I also really love the dress in that really fucked up scene where she comes out and is like she finds out that he's married, oh, yes. and she's like turning in that, and she's wearing it's like I guess you could call it a frock, a 1930s <laughs> a frock. frock, but it was it was almost like beaded chiffon, and it had these ruffle like uh, russ, uh, ruffles that uh, like rows of ruffles down the back mm-hmm. of the skirt, yeah. um, and I think it had almost like like um, what was it like, like little spaghetti straps? They were kind of like jeweled and beaded and stuff, yeah. and just it just looked lovely it was on a beautiful her, you know. Print she,
1: too, which is nice because you don't get to see a lot of beautiful like this floral yeah. kind of like frond mm-hmm. print almost in a way, which is not mm-hmm. something you that normally was really see lovely. in movies of this time period. I think because they were worried about the detail getting like causing issues with the camera and stuff, right? So.
0: well, and yeah, you know, you had a really good point because I think like outside of that and like dots, like stripe, I don't remember, like a lot of stuff was fairly yeah. solid like solid colors and then her friend um uh, gladys has i i find it interesting she has this like um they give her like fur trim Uh she has like more than one outfit like she's got a gown and then she's got that other what looks like almost like a velvet robe when you first see her and it's got like some weird little like rabbit fur trim around it which again feels very distinctly like that like late 20s early 30s they were still trimming things with fur and like a lot and um it it just to me really signaled like luxury Mm -hmm. like she had she you know and um almost like like regalness to her um yeah so i i guess but yeah i probably i i do love that beautiful because i'm i'm a robe girl you know like i just <laughs> i have a lot of robes and i do love me a classic like a uh, uh, like silky kimono robe so i uh, that's probably my favorite um oh and also shout out to a really cute little like small town soda jerk oh, outfit God, yes. with um because it was like tiny chet gingham but then it had the super pointy sleeve like sleeve oh, yeah puffs, that was
1: really cute which
0: were very 30s mm-hmm. like yeah and the pointy collars so um sometimes we we don't always like it's like it's not always sometimes, for me, it's a glamour. Sometimes I love, like, the little uniforms of those little things, too, because back then, like, people looked so good, even in their work clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were just so smart and put together. Um, yeah, so that'd probably be mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I loved her, I actually loved her granny underwear. when They have that part where you see her in, like, her, she's looking like she's wearing, like, a cotton camisole and like looks like cotton, like bike shorts and it's it straight up looks like something they still sell today at like the Vermont country store. Oh, like yeah. old ladies are still wearing this shit, you know, but that shit's comfortable. Like the saying. one
1: that she wears before she puts on the pen uh, the the Before She puts on the gown. Yeah. And
0: if you notice like that would, that was, that actually was what women used to wear before like regular brief underwear. That would have been underwear back then. That's why you had no panty lines because no, no panties. panties. <laughs> It's they were literally wearing like shorts mm-hmm. or what we sometimes like were teddies, tap pants. Yeah. And that's actually what her friend Gladys, which you only you don't really even see. She opens her robe and only to her, but she's probably wearing like a teddy or some kind of like tap pants that are like silk. Yeah probably with lace insets or something like that and that's even when when cassie's like oh well why would i need to wear anything like that like no one's gonna see it like I, maybe if i were married but she but right away she's already implying like i'm not fucking yes, so why fucking. do i need to own this <laughs> like like she's i don't like, you be like fucking. why would i, I, I need to own fucking. that but i also it's like the, just that idea of like she doesn't even understand like what about for you though like what don't you just want to look yeah. pretty you know but it's like not even coming from that line of thinking like, i wear the
1: shit for me so like, i'm sexy for yeah. me oh
0: i think it's what gladys she's like uh yeah you don't have to do that for anyone I but know. you gladys is like what um, you need
1: to do is put on some beyonce and feel yourself oh okay. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah look at that yes. ass no kidding.
1: <laughs> speaking of have you been watching um i've even watching shrill on hulu yet <laughs> it's <so> no <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because there, there's a stripper in it and she's like they're like uh the question was posed she's like what is it oh isn't it weird how come you know having guys come in here and telling you what to do and the stripper's like i have a uh, <laughs> the stripper says i have a fat ass and big old titties i tell them what to do <laughs> i was like yes yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh so true so
1: that's what that's what um that's gene harlow's story is she's got that fat ass and big old titty she gonna tell men what to do i know
0: right <laughs> exactly oh <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Right? No, I haven't. I unfortunately, I need to watch more stuff like that. I've been, I've been like going down the rabbit hole of like all these new documentaries, like on, um, like HBO and stuff like oh, that. Right. Like, I just watched the Inventor oh, about the that, blood that Theranos Lady, Yeah, chick. the
1: Blood Lady. Mm-hmm. I heard that's like the new thing. Oh my everyone's god, been talking about. Oh
0: my god, it's been making my. It was. I was literally almost yelling at it the whole time. I was like, "What? <laughs> that's not possible. <laughs> what? You? What? That's not like I'm not even a full but I'm just like, oh that." That's not even a thing. What? You know, like I was like, my, made my skin itch yeah. because it was just like, talk about the long con. Well. Oof, and that chick was weird looking. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okie She's just got those giant dead eyes. Oh, All right. No. <laughs> That'll do it. Um, anyway, but yeah. God knows. Um, Is
1: there anything else yeah. that we need to highlight in this fantastic feature
0: film? Oh my gosh. I, you know, not, no, but I just, I, I know I, it's, you guys, you gotta get out and watch it. This was like barely an hour oh, of your yeah. time, and it is so freaking cute. And the looks are great. And I definitely want to watch more. Um, mo- it makes you want to watch more stuff from this mm-hmm. time. And I, I really also the music, the opening and uh, closing music is like weirdly comforting, kind of like our intro music. It has that like old timey 30s mm-hmm. sound, so I love That's it. About I wish there was like a compilation of all these like s- all these like songs that they use in these old pre-code movies. I would totally that'd buy it, dope. like a soundtrack. That'd yeah. be really
1: nice on, like, parties. Be nice on a vinyl, so it's got that little crackly sound to it. Oh yeah! Oh, that'd be so yeah. soothing.
0: You could be like working, like if I was working from home, that would be like so soothing and productive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh goodness. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's well, it
0: I'm so glad we got to watch this movie it was really really of good course, yeah. I, I love when we watch things like this that we've never seen before and I feel like a lot of the movies we've been reviewing recently have been like um, they're all new for oh, us yeah. um, and so it's been really it's like a joy just to like learn more and more and it's I know we we, I wish we had more time you know yeah, we yeah. both work a lot like uh, you know in our real job mm. it's like so crazy being an adult and all but like we we try to we try to do that like this is so much fun it's it's we just love reading talking about this stuff and we're so glad that our dozens of listeners feel the same way (laughs) thanks
1: for coming along on this (laughs) journey yeah Yeah. until (laughs) next week um we'll be catching you over on the social meds babes so hit us up on facebook and um Instagram old Hollywood realness OHR podcast on Twitter if that's your thing you can um, join the Facebook group OHR podcast darlings D A H L I N G S, and we'll let you in and you guys everyone can get together and start you know talk about old movies and share some share some stories swap tales thoughts feelings all of that stuff you're always welcome to yes. email us your thoughts and prayers um, old Hollywood realness at gmail.com um, hit us up over on iTunes Rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars. That helps us out with the um the visibility of the podcast. If you could leave us a review, that'd yes. be dope. Loving that. And thank you to everyone who yes. has. Thank you so We really,
0: really appreciate it.
1: Love Love seeing those. Um, mm-hmm. and thank you to Mister Hal Lablen for his vocal talents at Always. the opening of the podcast, keeping us fresh and profesh week to week. Um, yes. With that, though, thanks for listening to Old Hollywood Realness. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Test, test,
0: beep, boop test, test, beep-boop, (laughs) boop-boop-beep-boop.